Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Choosing to follow Christ is a big commitment, so it makes sense that someone might not be ready for it immediately. And in today's message, Pastor J.D. reminds us about the coming end times. While we may not know for sure whether it's coming soon, it's always a possibility. So why should one wait on their own salvation? Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on June 5th, 2022. In order to have an image be able to speak, sounds like some pretty advanced technology. But that advanced technology is not 10 years out. It's here now. It's here now. Also, this um, not being able to buy or sell except you have some sort of indicator or marker or mark or something that has the name of the beast or the number of his name. But if you don't have whatever this is, you cannot buy whatever you are trying to buy or sell whatever you're trying to sell. In other words, there would have to be, stay with me, I'm not trying to overcomplicate it, but it would stand to reason that there would have to be some sort of a digital system in place that was centralized, keyword, so that every transaction and every person could be traced in order for this to happen. So, and then also it, it, it sounds to me and maybe I'm going to the other extreme here, I don't want to oversimplify it either, but it sounds to me like there's going to be a a one world digital currency in order for something like this to happen. And that's exactly what it is, and it's already here, and it's already happening. It will be a, a centralized bank digital currency, CBDC. See, right now cryptocurrency is decentralized, but this will be centralized. So there will be this control center by which they, in control, centralized, will know if you're able to buy or sell. And get this, they can turn it off like that. So you get your account suspended for posting something that doesn't go 
with the narrative, account suspended. Well, it's just my social media account. I'll start up another one. Okay, go ahead and try. Well, what if it's not just the social media account that's suspended? What if it's your bank account that's suspended? Well, what do you mean? Oh, you're not in compliance. You know, uh, the cars, let's talk about cars just for a, a moment. Um, they, they can shut the car down so you can't even drive it. You don't own it anyway, so they, they control that too. Because don't you know, didn't you hear that you're going to own nothing and be happy? They control everything. So you go into the store, that's if you can get there. <laughs> oh, by the way, they can also uh, control how far you can go from wherever you are. Because they can track and surveil and know exactly where you're at. You know, the technology has been in place for uh, quite a while now. My son uh, taught me this a couple years ago. Um, they, they can actually, they know not only where you're at, like if you're at home, they know what room you're in in the home. Have a nice afternoon. <laughs> These things, yeah. We, they're on us. Well, they're going to, not us. <laughs> but instead of being on someone, they will be in someone. So they can, they can know exactly where you're at, what you're doing, what you're buying, what you're selling, where you're going. And if you're not in compliance, then they can just suspend your account so you can't do anything. <sighs> okay. I realize I'm painting this prophetic canvas with a broad brush when I say this, but I'll say it nonetheless. Everything I've just shared is already happening. It's already beginning to come to pass. I'm not talking about something that's even five years out or ten years out. I'm talking about something that's already in place now. Well, can you expound? Sure. There's going to be this pharmaceutical final solution according to the prophecy in Revelation 18.23. And it's going to be vis-a-vis -vis this satanic deception that will ultimately become the mark of the beast. Now hang in there with me. The injection currently is not the mark of the beast. We get this question too often. I'm sad to say, I took the injection, did I lose my salvation? Absolutely not. If you're born again, you cannot be unborn again. Oh, you're one of those, once saved, always saved. <laughs> Wait, just a second here. Bear, bear with me. Um, if I can lose my salvation, then that means that I have to do something to keep it. That sounds like works, right? That I have to earn it? I thought I was saved by grace through faith, that it was not of works, that it was the gift of God, lest any man should boast. I have three children living. They were all born. They can't be unborn. Sometimes you, especially during the teenage years, you, never mind. But... Um, <laughs> 
You get the point? Once you're born, you're born. You can't be unborn. Once you're saved, you're saved. You can't be unsaved. Oh, wait a minute. What about, and you start listing all of those scriptures. Well, listen, if somebody who says or professes to have been saved, but's not really saved, that doesn't mean they lost their salvation. You can't lose something you never had. If you're born again, you're born again. You're saved. It's finished. Can you imagine if Jesus would have said, it is finished, however, or if, or it depends. No, it is finished. Period. It's the finished work on the cross. There's nothing we do. He has done it. It's done. Finito. Chalas. That's the Arabic word. You got to love Arabic. You spit on everybody again when you say anything in Arabic. Okay, so let's see if we can kind of wrap this up and, and bring this in for a close. So the whole premise of your update today, Pastor, is that the rapture is imminent. It can happen at any time. And if I'm born again, uh, this should be very encouraging to me because I have that hope and it's not much longer. If it's as close as you believe it is. And I think that's even unfair to me. It's not as close as I believe it is. It's as close as the Bible describes it is. So if it is that close by virtue of the fact that everything we're told that will happen in the seven-year tribulation is already happening prior to the seven-year tribulation, then that's kind of a game changer. Yes, it is. But it goes both ways. And I want to reiterate this. Either this update today will be encouraging to you, or terrifying for you, depending on you, and the person of Jesus Christ. So in other words, if what I shared today gives you hope and and encourages you to hold on, He's coming, praise the Lord. But if what I shared today is terrifying to you, well then that's a pretty good indication of where you're at concerning salvation found in the person of Jesus Christ. See, we as believers can look up when we see these things begin to come to pass, because we know that our redemption draws nigh. But for non-believers, I mean, I I don't want to sound sensational. It, it, It is a warning. It could be a final warning. That's how close we are. And so I'm going to have to give an account one day, and I want to hear the Lord say to me, well done, good and faithful servant, because I I didn't cower from or falter or cave in knowing that, hey, people don't want to hear about this. No, I have to speak the truth. 
and I have to preach the Word. And the Apostle Paul would say it like this, woe unto me, a curse be upon me if I don't preach the gospel. What is the gospel? The gospel is that Jesus Christ came, He was crucified, He was buried, and He rose again on the third day, and He's coming back again one day soon and very soon. That's the good news. That's the gospel. It means good news. Your debt has been paid. You're free to go. This is why we do the ABCs of salvation. It's just a, please again, don't make a formula out of this. It's just a simple childlike explanation of salvation. It's very simple. The A is for admit or acknowledge that you're a sinner. Because until you acknowledge that you've sinned, you're not really interested in the Savior. Romans 3.10 says there is no one righteous, not even one. And Romans 3.23 tells us why. It's because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Now there's a penalty, and that's the bad news, and that's Romans 6.23. The wages of sin is death. It's the death penalty. All of sin. We all have been sentenced to death, because we've all broken God's law. We've all fell short of His perfect standard of righteousness. And we're all guilty, as charged, and sentenced to death. But, here's the good news, the gift of God gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The B is for believe, and actually it's as simple as believe. (laughs) For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe would not perish, but have everlasting life. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart, that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And the sea, lastly, is what comes as a result, an expression of the believing in and putting your trust in Jesus. You call upon Him. This is Romans 10, 9 and 10. It says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved, for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And Romans 10, 13, lastly, it says, all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. He will never turn you away. You call on Him, believe in Him, put your trust in Him, you will be saved. It's that simple. I implore you today, if you're in this church or watching online, and you've never put your trust in Jesus, I don't know how else to say this, but today's the day of salvation. Do not put it off. Even if, let's just say, if the rapture's not as soon as we believe it is and the Bible says it is, 
tomorrow's not guaranteed. You don't know. In fact, we're going to see that in James when we get to chapter uh, 5, I think it is, where James says, hey, uh, be careful, you guys. Don't say, hey, I'm going to go into such and such a city and do business there and buy and sell, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> uh, you don't know. Your, your life is but a mist, a vapor. Here's what you should say, Lord willing. Why? Because tomorrow's not guaranteed. You know, I want to I share this. I haven't shared it in a while, and then we'll end with this. Uh, today's But God testimony. So many years ago, I was uh, actually quite young in the Lord. It's quite young, actually. <laughs> um, and I uh, served at this uh, uh, boys' home for uh, foster kids. And uh, I uh, had this uh, one... He was so cool. He was such a cool kid, 13-year-old boy. Just this black friend of mine. He was so cool. And I took a liking to him. And on this one particular day, I'm at the home, and I just felt prompted by the Holy Spirit to share the gospel with him and ask him to make the most important decision of his life for eternal life. And I, I fumbled and bumbled, and I mean, I botched it so bad. You know what I love about the Holy Spirit? He makes up for all the boo-boos and the fumbles and the bumbles. And before the words leave your mouth, He's already fine-tuning it to the heart of the person you're sharing with. And He he got saved that day, despite me. I mean, it was like, you know, when He said, yeah, I, I when he said yes, I'm like, what do I do now? So <laughs> I just gave it to the Holy Spirit. We prayed, and with tears streaming down his face, he, he put his trust in Jesus and was saved. Well, that week I got a call from a friend of mine, told me that he drowned on a field trip that they were on. And I thought to myself, Lord, thank you. Thank you. I'm going to see him again. Can't wait. So glad. He made that decision that day. Maybe that's you today. Maybe that's you watching today. I implore you, please, please. Well, let's uh, close with today's But God testimony. It comes from Kimberly Giroux. Hope I'm pronouncing your name right. <laughs> she writes, Hello, Pastor J.D. I wanted to share my But God testimony with you. This weekend I had an unexpected ER visit. A few weeks ago I had received an iron infusion, which I have done many times for my anemia, but this time I seemed to be having complications. I just was not feeling right, and my chest wall was getting extremely tight and harder to breathe, so much so that I thought it was time to go to the ER. Upon talking to the doctor I found out I had developed a condition called hypophosphatemia. <laughs> that word. This is a condition where phosphate is very low. The doctor said my number was at 0.6, which is critical and life-threatening. 
The ER specialist was baffled how I walked in on my own strength because most people are almost in a coma state and wind up in ICU. But God was able to walk me into the ER under my own strength. I was needing to be admitted, and my husband and myself were praying to the Lord that they please not ask about the COVID-19 vaccine and that it would be required. As I was getting checked in, the nurse helping me asked me the question, if I had been vaccinated. I told her I had not. And she looked at me and said, neither have I, so don't worry about it. (laughs) That evening I was laying in my hospital bed, and I have never missed a prophecy update, so I was watching your message. It's always darkest before the dawn. And you repeated three times, quoting from Jesus' words, Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Felt like the Lord gave me this message right at the right time. With the infusion of phosphate and my numbers coming up enough, I could be sent home for at-home care. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for looking over me and never leaving me. His banner over me is love. Thank you, Jesus. Capono, come on up. Why don't you go ahead and stand? We'll close in prayer. Capono will close us in song. Lord, we long for that trumpet to sound. It's our only hope, Jesus. You're our only hope, Jesus. Our hope is not in this world. There's nothing here anymore. And whatever we were holding on to or hoping in is gone now. And thank you that it is, because now we turn to you, our eyes upon you, watching for you, as you promised you would, that you would come again when you told the disciples that you had to go, and that when you left that you would be preparing this place for us in your Father's house, a bridal chamber, and that if it were not so, you would not have told us this and promise us this, that you would go and prepare this place, and that you would come back and take us to that place you prepared for us, (laughs) that where you are, there we would be also. And you said this to them because their hearts were greatly troubled. Lord, I know that there are those who are hearing me now, here today, or watching, whose hearts are greatly troubled, perhaps those who are full of fear, full of anxiety, and it's giving way to despair. Oh, Jesus, please, as only you can, Jesus, strengthen and encourage, renew that hope. Remind us of what we're so prone to forget, that this world is not our home, that you're coming to take us home. And Lord, thank you that it's so close. We are so ready. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to a Prophecy Update with Pastor J.D. Farag on In Spirit and Truth. Thanks for tuning in to study the Word of God. As you continue to learn about the things that are happening all around us and how that relates to the Bible, 
take some time to pray for this nation and for the world as a whole. How all the details will play out is still unknown, but God treasures the prayers that are offered on behalf of His people and the world around them. Continue to delve deep into God's Word on your own and gain some useful insight about these things in addition to what you hear from Pastor J.D. Are there some things that you heard today that really touched home in your heart that you'd appreciate some prayer over? We'd be honored to pray for you. Let us know what those requests are by going to jdfarag.org and then fill out the form under contact. Once again, that website is jdfarag.org. You can also find us on social media. You'll find links to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube on our website. And we encourage you to follow them so you can stay up to date with all that's happening at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe and in spirit and truth. If you're wanting to access these things on the go, we have a mobile app that's available for iPhone and Android users. Just look under the resources tab. That's all we have time for today, but thanks for joining us. We look forward to our next edition where you'll get the opportunity to hear more insightful things about the days that we're living in and how that intersects with what's been predicted in the Bible. Join us again here on In Spirit and Truth.